0: You're listening to sermon audio from Gospelite Baptist Church. For more resources or to donate to this ministry, please visit gospelite.org.
1: You know, it's very exciting to be a pastor during this time of the year. I, I can't think of any other time of the year where I enjoy doing what I get to do 365 days a year more than I do for the next 30 days. On Sundays, it's exciting to be able to preach the truth about the coming of Jesus Christ into the world during the Advent season. Four very special Sundays leading up to Christmas. That's exciting. I enjoy it. I love that. But in addition to that, it's just a really cool time of the year to, to pastor and to share the good news and to, to visit with church folk and to attend different events. And so I deeply love this time of the year. But you know, something that has really surfaced in my heart over the past few weeks that brought me to this particular sermon title uh, has been just a, are we truly celebrating Christmas, really celebrating Christmas in the way that God intended us to? And I think we need to be, I need to be challenged with this thought, how to celebrate Christmas. How do we, as Christ followers, really celebrate Christmas? You may have a a quick answer. I may have a quick answer and it may sound good, but remember last week we said talk is cheap and it is. Sometimes it's easy to kind of say the given answer, what's obvious, but it's a little more difficult to take initiative and really make it happen. And so I want to challenge you with some taking initiative on how to really celebrate Christmas in this first Sunday of Advent. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Now, If you have your Bibles with you, follow along with me. If not, we have the screen to assist you. And so let's look at this incredible passage of Scripture found in Luke chapter number 2. The Word of God says, beginning in verse 15, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it, and here's where our, our sermon series comes from, and all who heard it wandered. They wandered at at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things. And she pondered them in her heart. Kind of almost the same thing as wandered, but she pondered. In verse 20, the shepherds returned and they glorified and praised God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. What an exciting passage of Scripture. Well, in 1987, I came across a parody that was written that is, comes alongside that, and it goes like this. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from the U.S. Treasury that all America should go shopping. And this decree was first made when leading economic indicators dipped to their lowest point and all went out to shop, each to his own mall. And a Christian also went up from his suburban home to the city with its many malls because he wanted to prove he was from the household of prosperity. And with him was his wife, who was great with economic worry. And so it was that while they were there, they found many expensive presents, pudgy-faced dolls, trucks that turned into robots, and a various assortment of video games. And the woman wrote checks for those things they could afford, and she charged the rest of many of those things on different kinds of plastic. She wrapped the presents in bright paper and laid them in the garage, for there was no room for them in her closet. And there were in the same country or county children keeping watch over their stockings by night. And lo, Santa Claus came upon them, and they were sore afraid, expecting to see the special effects they had seen in the movies. And Santa said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people who can actually afford this holiday. For unto you will be given this day in your suburban home great feast of turkey, dressing and cake, and many presents. And this shall be a sign unto you You shall find the presents wrapped in bright paper lying beneath an artificial adorned with tinsel-colored balls and lights. And suddenly, there was with Santa Claus a multitude of relatives and friends praising one another and saying, Glory to you for getting me this gift. Well, I read this because we read in Scripture one way of celebrating Christmas. But what I read in this parody... Is the way that probably ninety percent of the world will really celebrate Christmas. Now, if you're in the, if if you if you're in the um, commercial world, if you uh, work for Walmart or the mall, or you own some sort of store, don't get discouraged. I, I by no means read this to deter any business from you at all. I, I that was not the purpose of it at all. It was to remind us that Christmas has been so commercialized and that many of us have often kind of bought into that act. And if we as Christians are going to celebrate this season of the year, truly celebrate it like it is the Lord's birthday while we are, yes, enjoying the shopping, enjoying the gifts, enjoying the parties, enjoying the decorations, we need to set aside. And here's the key. We need to set aside for a moment and take a strong look at why Christmas is celebrated in the first place. Why is Christmas truly, really celebrated? And how are we as Christians going to get involved in that celebration? So what I'm doing is I'm asking you this morning to get involved in the celebration. But you got a choice to make. There's ways to get involved. And I'm not saying that that, that one is wrong so much as I'm saying that there is one true way to celebrate Christmas. And so join with me in the celebration. Let's get involved. How do we celebrate Christmas? Well, some of us have already started. Sure we have. And we've started by taking pictures, right? I mean, we get our family pictures taken. It's wonderful. And then we send those out in Christmas cards. And so we celebrate Christmas by sharing with others our best look on our, on our nice card. And we send it to all our friends. And we celebrate Christmas by going shopping. And we, we've already been. I have. I've started. I, I was out. Uh, Glow and I, Saturday, usually spend two or three hours together uh, while Carol has her discipleship together in the coffee shop. And we went to Walmart. And I actually bought three or four different things. I've already wrapped them Uh, I put them under the tree. Man, I've already started that part of the celebration. Sometimes we celebrate by going to parties, and there's going to be many Christmas parties, I'm sure, to to attend business Christmas parties and different ways to, to celebrate that way. We visit loved ones, and so we have trips planned. And those trips are planned because we want to see family during Christmas nothing wrong with that. That's just part of the celebration, right? So we visit loved ones. And then we go uh, on Christmas Day, we watch football games. And there's two, by the way, just a quick little update on football. We've got four winning teams so far playing on Christmas Day. You can either watch the Green Bay Packers play the Cleveland Browns or the Indianapolis Colts uh, play the Arizona Cardinals and all have winning seasons so far. So it sounds to be like a pretty good playoff contention weekend on Christmas Day as we celebrate by watching football some will not celebrate at all in fact I attended a church for two years where they didn't believe in celebrating Christmas and so there was no celebration at all no trees no gifts no carols no anything and personally I think that's taking it just a little bit too far so this Christmas holiday I want to encourage you if it has been set aside then let's set it aside to honor Jesus Christ May we honor the fact that God in heaven sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be born in a manger, to invade humanity, to come and to be our Savior. If this is true, then there must be a uniquely spiritual way to celebrate Christmas. That's just too good. If that is truly why we have this holiday, why we have this holy day, why this day has been set aside then may we together look to this passage of Scripture and take it in its context and learn how truly to celebrate Christmas. So let's begin with this. Four ways to celebrate Christmas, really celebrate it. Number one, we celebrate Christmas, first, Christmas first of all, by witnessing about Christ. By witnessing about Christ. Check it out in the text. Verse 17 of chapter 2 here, these shepherds, when they saw it, when they saw what the angels had told them to be true, what did they do? They made known the same. They made it known T- to everyone they could tell, to everyone that they could tell concerning this child, We find later on in the same text, Luke chapter 2, a very special lady by the name of Anna, whose story is told in just a very few verses in Luke chapter 2. In verse number 38, it says this about Anna. It says, And coming up at that very hour, she, Anna, began to give thanks to God. Listen to this, listen. And to speak of him to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. To speak of him to all as we celebrate truly really celebrate christmas this season let's do it by telling others he has come christ has come oh listen to make him known to those around us that jesus christ has come into the world to be the savior of all mankind and i would not have been able to keep quiet if i was a shepherd either there's no way i could have kept quiet I mean, think about that moment and just all that was going on and the light that shines from heaven and the angel and that light that leads them to that little manger scene where the baby, the Christ child, was born, invaded humanity to become our Savior, and those shepherds could not remain quiet once they realized what was taking place, what had taken place. They shared the good news with everyone they could find. And there should be no difference today. None. None whatsoever. It shouldn't be any different for us. We're not shepherds. And we haven't been led by a star to a manger scene, but we have. Because Christ is coming to the world today. And the very same reason he came 2,000 years ago is the same reason he has come today. And so we can celebrate Christmas this season by witnessing about Christ. And so what I've done is I've, I've taken some time, and, and, and the Lord gave me this idea about two weeks ago, to create a Christmas witnessing bag. In fact, if you're able to accomplish everything with, inside the bag, you can then keep the bag and actually put a gift in it and give it to someone. But there's 10 different ways inside that bag to witness for Christ during the Christmas season. We've got about 30 days or 28 days left until christmas day and so what i thought is if in the next 30 days or so this many people plus as many people as we're at the nine o'clock service just think about it if just the congregation here on this sunday at gospel light were to were to take these challenges and do them and accomplish them together conservatively we would have nearly 5,000 witnessing efforts in 30 days sharing the gospel of jesus christ and celebrating Christmas the way it should be, by telling others about Jesus. And so inside your bag, number one, I have a way that you can invite others to come to church with you. You know, we've got three Sundays before Christmas after this Sunday. And I've got a family next week that has promised me they're going to be here. And I hope they are. And we don't introduce publicly publicly guests that come. We encourage them to, in fact, I didn't do this, but I encourage you if you are a guest to connect with a QR code in your worship guide or uh, it's on the screen. Maybe right now Ken can figure it out, but uh, whoever's up there. But that QR code is a way that we connect with our guest. But if you do bring a guest next Sunday, I'm going to give you a way to be able to do that. And that is you can do that by taking inside your box, inside your Christmas witnessing bag, I don't know if there's ever been a Christmas witnessing bag in the history of mankind, but there is today, amen? We just invented one, and there is five gospel tracts. This is kind of an old-school way to invite somebody to come to church. It has the date, uh, the dates, uh, rather, the times of the services. It has a phone number, an email address. It has the gospel presentation on the back, the way to heaven. You can actually invite someone and say, let me give you a, a way that you can uh, know when our services start. We'd love to have you come and visit our pastor and others are preaching on the wonder of christmas we got the decorations up we're singing christmas songs it's awesome we could even have a hot chocolate in the coffee shop if you'll meet me there 10 minutes early we'll sit together in church i would be honored to have you as my guest if this many people took me up on that invitation and we just extinguished these five gospel tracts on five invitations in the next 30 days we could really celebrate christmas secondly you can carry out random acts of kindness, which you'd include a gospel track whenever possible. So there's lots of ways that you can do a random act of kindness. These are things, these are usually Holy Spirit type moments where you just know that you should do something. It's just swallowing your pride and doing it. Are you with me? Ever been there? Have you ever stood, stood in a line and you just know God's telling you to do this for someone or to buy that cup of coffee or to you know help someone bring their groceries to their car or it's so easy to find ways to do this i mean it's all it takes is just just a a holy spirit reminder or a conviction about witnessing yesterday I was in dillard's uh, with glow and we were You know, she likes to walk, so we went to the mall. We actually went to the mall. Not a very exciting place in Hot Springs, the mall, but hey, you know. It's a good place to kill time. And that's what we did yesterday. And so we walked and walked and walked and just had a good time. Gloria loves to walk. And we got to do a random act of kindness. By the way, these sermon illustrations that I give you, this is the truth. Total transparency here. And I think every pastor would say this. When you prepare sermons, you should be convicted at your own sermon notes. If you're not, you often preach with pride or preach without uh, any recognition of a need that you have, and I want you to know I stand before you a very needy pastor. By no means have I arrived or I'm not speaking from some sort of expert viewpoint or vantage point. Listen, I could be sitting this morning where you're sitting and getting as much out of this message as hopefully you'll get out of it because I need it. And so yesterday I thought, you know what, I need to practice some of this stuff I'm going to preach tomorrow. And so we were able to find somebody as we walked through the Dillard's store there and just invite them to church, ask them what they, if they have anything they would like for us to pray with them about. That's a random act of kindness. And it's just so easy. These are not difficult. But can you imagine if this many people decided to take a gospel track and do a random act of kindness and then invite someone to church? Number three, Host a champion Christian college student that does not go home over the holidays. It could be a National Park student as well. But you know, college students over the holidays without family, it gets tough. There were several holidays during the Christmas season that I could not go home. Our college had a stupid rule that you couldn't go to anybody's house. We don't have that rule, praise God. Amen? Fewer rules, more fun. Anyway, and so... Church family, I put inside every Christmas witnessing bag a Little Champion Christian College business card. It's, it's not for you to use as much as it is for you to say, oh, that's right, I'm going to call... Uh, Brother Jeremy who's our executive vice president or one of the secretaries of the college just say hey If there's a student that's going to be here over the holidays We'd love to have them over for dinner or we're going to a party Can we take them with us or we'd like to know if we can bring them maybe a meal in their dorm room Just some way to reach out to a student at Champion or National Park and be a blessing to a lonely student and Don, you probably have a baseball player, too, that might be here for at least a little while during, maybe not Christmas Day, but I know sometimes they stay for their jobs because they don't want to lose their jobs and they can only go home for one or two days. Number four, you can give a gift to your neighbors. You know, it's a cool thing to be able to walk over to a neighbor's house with a dozen cookies and just say, Merry Christmas. Now, my neighbors are my mother-in-law and Jerry. All right. So, and Parker and, and Lee, right? So, guys, don't expect any, any cookies, okay? You guys eat over at my house. Enough. Okay. And, uh, but I've got neighbors next to my mother-in-law. In fact, I was talking to Lauren because she's in the first service, Lauren Hoffman, and she has a burden for Buddy. Buddy is his name, and we, we love Buddy. He lives there by himself, and he, he kind of runs the little, uh, uh, what do you call it? Spa City Locksmith. Yeah, thank you. And he runs that little place. And we, uh, Lauren's been witnessing to him and, and, and for years. And, and I've gone over there many times and just shared the gospel, invited him to church, and just tried to love on him. And I thought, man, how cool would it be if we just make an extra effort to go over to Buddy's house, bring him some cookies, or bring him a little gift. And so what I did was I put inside, I've got a little gift for you. It's not a big thing. It's a reminder. In fact, most of these are just reminders. That's all. They're not anything other than that. But representing the gift for your neighbor is a little I own a little food truck, so I've given you a free cookie. By the way, Chloe makes them. So, Chloe, if you want to donate some cookies, that would be great. If not, I'll buy buy them from you. But they're, they're not very expensive. Or you can get a free drink. Now, that's probably 30 cents or 25 cents. I'm really not doing all that much for you, just giving you a chance to stop by and get a free cookie or a free drink. But this is a reminder, that's all it is, for you to get a gift for someone else. Like I'm giving you a little small gift, give them a little small gift. Next. Go Christmas caroling. That's a great way to celebrate Christmas. And when you go, sing songs that have something to do about the coming of Jesus into this world. And so we can sing joy to the world, silent night, oh come all ye faithful, angels we have heard on high, go tell it on the mountains. These are songs that I really have memorized. And we, I, I know I've got to memorize because we sing them at the retirement center during this time of the year. And I don't even need a songbook. I've sung them so many times. How cool would it be for some of our uh, small groups to get together, some friends to get together, maybe neighbors, and just go caroling. And when you go caroling, you can also bring those gospel tracks I've included in your Christmas witnessing bag and maybe give it one or two out as you go. We can celebrate Christmas by singing about the coming of Jesus by singing carols. Next, you can enclose a gospel track or a Gideon New Testament with a gift to your local toy drive. So here, in every bag, the Gideons have donated a gospel New Testament. And we have a, 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 a New Testament in every bag. And uh, as you receive that bag, or as you decide to take a bag, I would encourage you to go and find someplace that's, that's collecting toys. Now, last year, uh, it was a little place called Doodlebugs. And this is Renee's sister-in-law. And is she still doing that? I think she is. Wait. Did I get that right, sister-in-law? No, Wait marcia's sister-in-law yeah renee is marcia's sorry thank you and uh, okay i say a lot of things in my sermon that people come up to me after and say did you know what you said i'm like why didn't you correct me in the sermon we're not correcting the pastor i need correcting okay so and, and it's over by navy old navy and they've got a tree set up and they've got where the gifts are going and you bring oh, last year we gave all the gifts to the uh Community center after school program on Belding Street. It was really cool. We had several hundred gifts. How cool would it be to buy a gift, wrap that gift, put a giddy New Testament in that gift, and bring it to a toy drive? You said that's a creative way of witnessing Christ. But when you list ten things, you got to get creative, right? Next, visit a nursing home. I'm going to tell you, Church. This, I, in fact, I have in your Christmas witnessing bag five nursing homes. You can choose one of the five. The addresses are here. I promise you this, you walk into a nursing home, and this is how I would do it. My name's Erica Pacey, I'm a local Christian. I attend a local church in town, and my pastor challenged me to, uh, to, to just go to a nursing home and bring a little gift to someone here. Would you mind giving me a room number that you think would be nice that I could go visit? Maybe somebody that won't have any guests during Christmas. Can, can I tell you, we go to the retirement center every Saturday, and every Saturday when we leave, It's almost as if they think we're not coming back. It's almost sad. Like they're, see you next Sunday, right? You're coming back, right? We need you. We miss you. We love you. Thank you for coming every week. It's, It's like on steroids, you thanking me after the service. It's almost as if they're afraid we're going to forget them because they are forgotten by many people. And for you, for us as a church family to go to a nursing home and make a visit for 10 minutes with a little gift, that, my friends, is celebrating Christmas. Invite neighbors and coworkers into your home. Find, maybe just have, I remember last year, I was invited to a Christmas party at, a, at Doug Gulley's house and... I mentioned Doug. He was in the first service, and I loved it. We, it wasn't very long. We just spent like an hour. We ate cookies, and we ate finger foods. Nobody even cooked. It was just really fun. We, we didn't bring any gifts. It was just simply to just sing carols and exchange, uh, uh, eat, some, eat some food and fellowship. It was so fun. But how cool would it be to invite someone to your home that maybe is lost or doesn't know Jesus? And just to have a time in your home where you share some food and fellowship and hot chocolate, send a Bible to nations with restricted access. So here I have in your Christmas witnessing bags a little Gideon envelope that you can put $5 in, that's all, a Starbucks latte, and then put a stamp, send $5 to the South Camp, which is the address that the the envelope would go to, and that would buy a Bible that could be sent somewhere across this world in the name of Jesus, truly celebrating the good news of Jesus coming into this world. And then finally, send a Christmas card or a care package to a military service man or woman. And so in each bag, I have a Christmas card that we bought. And it's got a verse on it. Usually every card has a verse. So, so by the way, whenever you send a Christmas card out, do your very best to send it out with some sort of Bible verse or some sort of witnessing tool in it because it's a great opportunity. Christmas cards can go out and actually send a message about what you really feel about Christmas and and why we celebrate Christmas. And so in each of these bags is an opportunity to witness to people. And that's why we celebrate Christmas, by telling others. And I know I could have just given you those 10 things, but can I tell you, I've been in church now for 40-some-odd years. I've heard so many sermons. I've been challenged so many times. And I'm guilty of forgetting what that challenge was from the, by the time I leave my pew to the time I get to the car. I'm guilty. I'll be honest. I'm like, what did he say again? And what did he preach on? And what was that all about? And it's not that I, I have a bad heart. It's just that, I man, I've got so much going on like you do. And so lately, I've been trying to give you a little tool. I probably won't do it every sermon. Last week, it was the Thanksgiving checklist. And I think the week before last, we, well, we had... The Christmas shoebox that we gave out, and there were some other things that we, we did, just providing some tools for you to be able to take away from you something to remember in a way to take some initiative. To do what God has called all of us to do. And that is to respond. Respond to the gospel, respond to the preaching. And so May we, at the invitation time, consider taking a bag. And there's not one per family. Honestly, I think it'd be cool for teenagers to do this, for a husband to do it, a wife to do it. Just take one per person if you'd like. I know we could have given them out as you walked out. But, you know, then I thought, well, if somebody didn't want to do it, then you take one and you really didn't want to take one, or you don't take one and you feel bad for not taking one. Why not just have a time where we're worshiping, we're not really concentrating on who's coming, and it doesn't matter, we are just, just come during the response time. And take a Christmas witnessing bag and go celebrate Christmas the way the shepherds did. Number two, we can celebrate Christmas by wandering at Christ. Notice if you would please with me in verse number 18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. They wandered. So we celebrate Christmas by witnessing, but secondly, we celebrate Christmas by wandering at Christ. This word here means literally to stand amazed. You know the old hymn we've sung before? I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and I I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. How he could save me. How? A sinner condemned unclean on his way to hell, but Jesus loved me so much. Wonder at that for just a minute. If you were the only person to ever live on planet earth, Jesus would have died for you. Stand amazed at that. To stand amazed means to step back from from what's happening and just stand in awe of what is going on. And that's what the shepherds did here. They wondered at what, uh, and rather all who heard it wondered at what was being told them. It's no wonder that Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. He was caught up in the mystery of the, of the Christmas story. And he said this, great indeed we confess is the mystery of godliness. And then he goes on to list these things. He says he was manifested in the flesh He was vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Can you see Paul kind of grappling with these things? He's like, this is just too much. It's too good to be true. It's too amazing. It's just an amazing story. Think about it. Here is a story of joy. It's a story of joy. But normally, this would be considered a story of tragedy. Here's a baby who claimed that he'd be born in order that he would die. Here's a king being born in a stable to poor parents in an animal manger. A king. Church, stand in awe this Christmas of our great God. Oh, listen, G. Campbell Morgan put it like this. And I had to read this several times. I confess, really more like a dozen times before I could even really fathom this. But take a moment, and it's in your worship God. It's on the screen. It's something maybe you could this week just take, use as a tool to help you to wander at, at, at this miracle we call Christmas. That in the presence of such a holy miracle, there can be no fitting attitude of the human intellect save that of acceptance of the truth without any attempt to explain the mystery. Who can truly understand Christmas? Now, wait a minute. Are you with me now while I read that parody a moment ago? Because Christmas isn't... I can understand gifts, yeah. Just look at how much money I've got. Look how, or, or maybe, as, as the parody said, look at what the limit is on my credit card. And, hey, that, that, if that's Christmas, man, it just... Understanding the real meaning of Christmas makes those things kind of seem like silly, doesn't it? Who can understand Christmas? Here is the Ancient of Days becoming a baby in Bethlehem. Here is the one who thunders in the heavens crying in a cradle. Here is the one who, was, who, who made all flesh now becoming flesh himself. Here is the one who could summon legions of angels and yet he's wrapped in infant's Clothing, here is the mighty God, now a helpless child. Have you ever stopped and wondered in amazement at the truth that God and man became one person? You know, oftentimes in our worship, I notice that one of the things that is just, it just comes off the, the, the tongue of the worship leader as he's leading, he says it often, just think. Just think, just think about this, just think, just take some time to think. You know, about a, a two months ago, I, I was actually talking to Jordan about it, and I said, you know, I was almost kind of shamefully kind of encouraging him maybe not to say that as much as he said it. He said, Pastor, the reason I say it is I really want people to think about what they're singing. And I said, man, you're right. Makes sense. I'm trying to figure out a way that we can be more oratorily correct when at the end of the day, every time you hear him say, as he did today several times, I, I caught it because I was preaching this, just think. That's wandering. It's thinking. It's thinking about the words to Noel. It's thinking about the words to, O oh, Lamb of God. It's thinking about the words too. There's joy in the house of the Lord. So we won't be quiet. Let's shout out his praise. That's what this is about. There's joy in the house of the Lord. I don't want to be silent. Give me one of those bags. I want to tell the world about what Jesus has done. Think about it. That is wandering. Standing in amazement. Thinking about what God has done for us. Take some time to do that. An old theologian said, I can scarce get past his cradle in my wandering to wander at his cross. Wow. Take some time this Christmas season to contemplate. Take some time this Christmas season to get caught up in the wonder of it all. Because when you encounter Jesus Christ, you are amazed by him. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you've never encountered him, trust me. Because there's no way you can encounter Jesus and it not make a huge difference in your life and it not be so phenomenal, so amazing. I'm not saying we always are cognizant of that, but you are connecting with me right now. If you know Jesus, then you know this is true. He's amazing. And if you need help, just get around some children during Christmas. Yesterday we took our kids on a Christmas, uh, some of our, well... Some of our kids and some of our grandkids downtown, and Hot Springs is a really cool light show. Have you seen it? You go down Central Avenue. What a, what a city. Walk down the city and see the lights. They're, they're awesome. And the kids were going nuts. We went and saw the gingerbread house at Arlington and all the little things. It was just so fun. And they were so happy. I was just kind of like, you know, no big deal. And they were like, Papa, look, you know, oh, it's so awesome. And I'm just thinking, that's how I want to be about Christmas. Just I know the real reason why I'd be saying, look, 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 this is so awesome. I was at the house uh, Friday night, Bentley and Laney slipped over, and we woke up, and we were having our devotions in front of the tree, and we got the tree put up on Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. We were sitting there having a good time and just talking, and, and uh, I said, now, guys, do you know the real meaning of Christmas? And Laney spoke up, and she said, yes, Papa, it's getting gifts from Papa. And she's six, and she's excited, and she's, she's, she's a little, you know, she's a little airy, you know, a little airy. She's funny. And Bentley goes, no, Lainey, the real reason of Christmas is Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners.
0: I couldn't believe it. I was like, whoa.
1: And Lainey goes, well, what does that mean? And Bentley goes, well, Lainey, that means you need to be saved. Being saved is what Christmas is all about. It's accepting Jesus in your heart. And she said, well, what if I'm not ready? She started crying, you know. He's like, well, no, you don't have to do it now, but just you need to talk to your parents, you know. I mean, this thing, I'm just sitting there watching this happen. I'm like, this is so cool. I got an eight-year-old witness to do a six-year-old in front of a tree, you know. I don't know if Bentley meant it. I think he's, <laughs> I think, truth be known, he probably decided about those gifts as well, you know. But, Papa, the pastor was there. No, I think he did mean it. It was cool. I say all that to say, you'll never see the wonder of Christmas more than in the eyes of a child. Daniel Brown told me that he took his family and his extended family. They went to uh, Branson to watch Jesus at the sight and sound. And so he was telling me it was awesome. He said, "Have you been yet?" I said, "No, I've been to Jesus. My wife has, but I haven't." He goes, "Oh, preacher, you gotta go. It's awesome." And then he stopped and he said this. He said, preacher, let me tell you the best part of it. I said, what was it? He said, the best part was watching my kids. They were just like so into it. They were like, wow. I mean, they didn't ask to get up. They didn't ask to move. They didn't ask for treats. They didn't cut up. They they were just so blown away. Wow. Asking questions. Just caught up in the wonder of it all. The story of Jesus. Oh we need to be more like children, don't we? When it comes to this time of the year, but 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 for the right reasons, celebrating Christmas by wandering at Christ. And then Luke chapter 2 verse 19. Notice this, number 3. But Mary treasured up these things. Notice the passage, she pondered them in her heart. Now, pondering is a lot like wandering, but wait a minute pondering i found after studying those two words side by side pondering church are you ready for this it's more intense to ponder at something is more intense than just to wander at it pondering means to think deeply about what is going on and so i called this one we celebrate christmas by waiting before christ by by pondering, by trying to understand what Christmas is all about. And Mary was a mother who really tried to understand the things that were happening in her life. She was trying to really figure all this out. Maybe some of you have heard of The Chosen. It's a a TV series recently put together in the past two or three years by uh, a gentleman and, and, and his uh, associates and donations from Christians all over the world, and they've raised millions of dollars. they've produced, I think, 20 different episodes so far. I may be wrong about that, but anyway, they've done a lot. And they're actually, this week, in some of the local movie places, they're going to show the chosen Christmas. It's a two-hour presentation. I think some of our small groups are going, I encourage you to check it out. You can just it's going to show, I think this week in the evening times, it's really cool. I'll never forget, I was watching one of those series and I remembered as I was preparing this message and talking, thinking about Mary pondering, I remember, I said, wasn't there a scene of Mary and she was sharing with the disciples about Jesus and his birth? And then I went and looked it up and I want to show it to you. It's about two minutes. I want you to just just take a moment and listen to Mary. I know it's just a show and I know not everybody's into this. I am, so you got to bear with me. I just, I appreciate sometimes little things that, that people do to help me, like songs or little movies, Christian things that help me to, to really put me in that moment. So take a moment, and let me share with you that fireside chat that Mary had with the disciples about Jesus. Take note as she pondered these things in her heart. And I'll finish the message.
0: So how did you feel when it happened? When what happened? His birth. Even before that, how did you know, when did you know who he was? I don't know. We're all tired. Do you really want to hear all that?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Well, nothing about it was easy. I can tell you that. It wasn't in my hometown. My mother wasn't there. We had no midwife. I don't know if I'm ready to give all the details. Maybe some other time. But I do remember this. When Joseph handed him to me. It was like nothing I expected. It was like everything I'd heard about having a baby, but I thought this would be completely different. What do you mean? I had to clean him off. He was covered in... I will be polite. (laughs) (laughs) He needed to be cleaned. And he was cold. And he was crying and he needed my help. My help, my teenager from Nazareth. It actually made me think for just one moment, is this really the son of God? And Joseph later told me he briefly thought the same thing. But we knew he was. I don't know what I expected. But he was crying and he needed me. And I wondered how long that would last. He doesn't need me anymore. Not since we taught him how to walk and eat. He hasn't needed me for a long time, I suppose. And after Joseph passed, may he rest in peace. He grew up even quicker. And I wish I could say that made me happy. Of course, as a Jew, I'm a
1: I don't know all the things that Mary would have said or would have, that's not scripture, but I do know this, she pondered, she thought. I'm sure they asked her questions back then as well. I, I wonder today, are we taking time to just think about what Jesus has done for us in coming into this world, a baby in a manger? The King of kings, the Lord of lords, getting emotionally involved in what's going on. And sometimes in the worship service, I, I find myself getting emotionally involved, and that normally happens when I ponder the words. When I begin to ponder the moment and, and the message, and, and all of a sudden, man, I find myself emotional, and, and at times even, even crying here in the service. Why? Because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm getting e- involved in the story of the message. Yeah, this week I, I was doing a, a little getting ready for Bree and Cody's wedding, you know, so we, we did a little interview and, and, and asked them a lot of questions. and Questions like, you know, when did you first meet? Questions like, when did you know you were in love? And you know, neither one of them answered that question. Oh, I, I got it, I got it. They went, hmm hmm, let me, and I could see as they thought, you know, maybe the eyes get a little watery or they look at each other and I'm like, hey, hey, wait, wait. (laughs) I mean, it's like they just, they were so in love. And I was asking those questions, provoking those feelings and those words. I can't wait to that wedding in a few couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been there? I'm simply saying, let's get involved this Christmas with what's going on. In Luke chapter 2, when Jesus went to the temple, he was confounding those wise men, remember? And his parents finally kind of found him. They caught up with him. Remember that story? And they said, Jesus, where have you been? And as parents, they had every right to wonder. They were like, what do you do? Where have you been? We've been so worried. And he said, "What, what are you so worried about? I've just been about my father's business. And then we find as he kind of submitted to them and went with them, it says in Luke chapter 2 verse 51 that he went down with them and came to Nazareth. He was submissive to them. But notice again, and his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. It seems as if over and over again in Scripture, we see that Mary was the kind of woman who really tried to understand the imponderables about her own son Jesus. May we celebrate Christmas this way by just trying to understand how awesome Jesus is and what he's done for us. And then number four, in closing, Luke chapter 2, verse 20. Last thought, last passage. And the shepherds returned. And here's how they returned. In that final verse we read a moment ago in the text, they returned. How? Glorifying and praising God. God. For what? For all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. They glorified Him. They praised Him. They expressed to God their love for Him. And church, we got to do that this morning as we sang together. We got to praise God and glorify God as we sang some of those Christmas songs together. And, and, and we get to praise Him and glorify Him in our own personal devotion time. It's a great opportunity when you have your quiet time with God to just glorify Him, to praise Him. You know, again, in an effort to really just stand here this morning with a, with an attitude of, of conviction of my own preaching, I was driving to yesterday the, yesterday morning for just a little bit, and I I just said, you know what, God, I'm just going to take about 10 minutes. I put a song on the radio. You've done this. And I said, God, I just want to glorify and praise you as we begin the Christmas season. Thanksgiving's over. I I just want to begin. And I'm telling you, from my house to the retirement center where I spoke yesterday morning, I was so enraptured with the thought that God loves me. And he died for me. And he gave his life for me. And I began to praise and glorify him with those shepherds. Because you know, it's no different now than it was then. The same Jesus who came into the world then has come into the world now. And he's with us. And so this Christmas season gives us a wonderful time and opportunity to accomplish this thing called worshiping Christ. Let's not set aside and forget the true purpose of Christmas. May this Christmas day be a holy day like it has never been before. And it could be that church if we'll witness for Christ. If we'll proclaim the good news of the gospel. If we'll determine that we truly believe that Jesus Christ on that Christmas morning came into this world to save sinners. And then let's take some time to wander at Christ. To stand amazed at his presence and then let's take some time to wait before Christ to ponder to think to meditate upon his goodness and his grace and his love for us and then finally let's worship Christ by singing and praising and exalting his name the name above every name the name that at at, at some point every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father so would you join me this, this this morning in taking some initiative? You know, it's just real easy in the Christian life to be passive. It just is. In fact, that's how some people want to attend church. They just want to sit, soak, and sour and, until next Sunday, but not a gospel light. It's never have been that way in 29 years of pastoring. I just feel like we need some some prodding. We need some, We need to take the initiative so I don't want you to leave this place this morning just checking off Sunday morning is off your checklist and I don't think you will I want to challenge everybody in the room individually to consider taking one of these Christmas witnessing bags and and lay them out across your kitchen table and, and line them up with the 10 different ways to celebrate Christmas by witnessing for Christ and determine to do each one of these or to do as many as you can one would be better than none but maybe two or three maybe some could do all 10 If I can help you, let me know. But this gives us a way this morning to respond to the gospel and to celebrate Christmas. And then if you're here today and you've never truly accepted Christ, maybe you're here and, man, even just that little story that I told about my grandkids and, no, Lanny, Jesus came to this world to save sinners. And, and, And you need to be saved. And that's you this morning you need to trust Christ. You've never truly repented of your sin and and turned to Jesus and what he did for us on on that cross. You've never truly accepted Christ this morning. I challenge you to respond. If if you feel the drawing of the Holy Spirit this morning and the conviction of the Holy Spirit this morning, you understand what I'm talking about. Oh, I pray that you might come and I'll be here with you at the altar. Would love to takes a moment to pray with you or even after the service to talk with you. I'd be willing to do that. And the good news is we can can even have a baptism next Sunday morning if you choose to accept Christ today or this week. And so in just a moment, we're going to stand and give you a chance to respond. And as you feel led to come, and again, everybody from the balcony and the main floor is invited to come and take a bag, not one per family, just take one and take it upon yourself. Take some initiative to be a witness this Christmas season. And respond as the Holy Spirit is, is asking you to respond. And let's pray. Father, God, I thank you so much for what we have experienced together as a family today. I love Sundays. Lord, I've enjoyed this morning, since early morning, I've enjoyed just thinking about this moment when we would have a chance to sing this incredible song, No other name. But I love to lift my voice and sing this song about you. And God, I pray that today we would ponder the words to this song, and that we would take some initiative as we sing it, and that we would consider this opportunity to witness for the next 30 days. It's an opportunity, unlike any opportunity we have all year long, to share the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ has come into the world. Father, I pray that you would give us, Lord, the courage to lay down our pride and to step into this moment Lord and to experience Christmas at a whole new level Father may this truly be a holy day like it has never been before and may we never want to go back to Christmas commercialized but may Christmas truly be a holy day where you are honored above all else in Jesus name Amen Shall we stay?